do I want to watch the Oscars because I'm particularly interested in what a group of old white people decided was the best film of a year <laughs> when I didn't when I didn't watch a single film? They're not, not particularly as white anymore. Okay, good, good, duly noted. No, I want to participate in Twitter discourse. That is why I do anything in life. True. I feel like we have to like. I any, hate like, not being in on any it. going out of my way in terms of pop culture these days is not because I want to. It's just because I want to be able to tweet about it. This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter and we'll be a little smarter and it'll be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Turn us off. All right, on that note, three, two, Throwing Down. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. And I'm Jess King. And welcome back to the podcast where we talk about sports, but not the sports part of sports and just like whatever. And you know, it's a good whatever thing that I think we all need to do more, Jessica. I think we need people talking about things they're excited about more often. So with that, just whatever it is, whatever it is. You want me to say something I'm excited about? What are you excited about? Okay, so um, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, because they have really good margaritas, um, is reopening. And they got a bigger bar, a lot more space, definitely more COVID friendly. Um, and it's super exciting. They've been shut down for like a month now. It's called Cabana. Um, we'll do the, the restaurant power rankings someday, I think. Yeah, one day. Um, but but I, think just, just, I just found out like two hours I ago. Think, so that's oh, what amazing. I'm most- no, I think about. the things that I like listening to the most are people talking about things that they're really excited about and they really like. So without further ado, welcome to the first annual Throwing Down Oscars recap show with Will Bjarna. <laughs> I wish we had like the music. I can add play. it. No, that's the, graduation. Hello. My um, cat, the entire time I was standing outside that door, by the way, I know it was a nice bit, but my cat does this thing when he wants to leave the room where he'll use his paw to like drag open the door. And wait, I was I fighting with him. Happen. I was, he was on the floor, Jess. He's, he's a oh. cat. He's about yay right. high. Um, <laughs> okay. I thought we were talking about trying, Godzilla. He was trying to open the door. So I'm like pulling it my way and he's pulling it his way. I'm Are like, you, this is leading me. I feel like I have to ask now as a follow-up. Is your cat stronger than you? No, <laughs> you, you're making it not sound this, like there's a little this, bit of a fight. Not this week. Well, I was using two, and that was a struggle. He has a paw, he has a paw on the entire door frame. It's, no, it's fair enough. Easy. And you don't want to say no. Right. I, he wanted to leave. He probably wants to go have dinner. But it's about um, that time. All right. So, Will, the Oscars were on Sunday, and you love the didn't, Oscars. Didn't watch. You didn't watch. That's a lie. I. <laughs> um, I watched. Yeah. Big development. Um, yeah. didn't Might love be a it. Fabricated lie. I'm just gonna no, that was I it's true. I texted throughout the whole thing, but um me. and the true, and I was I feel like I was watching it, but it was more so registering what was happening through Twitter. Like it was on the screen, but like I was processing the information yeah. on the internet. Um, but I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say I was not a fan. Five out of ten. Of the the whole thing, decisions, the ceremony. The... I thought it was, and I don't want to, like maybe it's just not my thing. Which yeah, I, I mean, we know it's not my thing, and that's okay. It was kind of boring. Listen, is that is that a bad take? No, award ceremonies, I think, by design, are boring because if you really dumb it down to it's like people reading names off a list, it's people reading names off of lists, and then picking one name that wins okay and then that person gives a speech in response that's not so, like we did that in high school and people got like the jr mcintee award for being the best in gym class you know like that's but there were no there were no nominees read off because then you'd be offensive to the other children so i do that you're you're one class correct. comedian you i go. was most school spirit i didn't make a speech though so. um but Okay, that's definitely yes, that makes sense as to why it's boring. 
And I know there's a bunch of like discourse surrounding this. First of all, I thought the Grammys was fun because you have like live musical performances yeah. and that that's always going to add some spice. Yeah, Oscars to it. has musical performances. Did they had they? musical performances last night. I in mean, pre, that wasn't pre-show. last night. In the, in the pre-show, oh, they changed wait. it up this year. Another change. Oh, and this is has nothing to do with anything. I saw, I think it was an after party, Dua Lipa and Elton John doing Benny and the Jets. That was hot. spectacular. It was yeah, phenomenal. It's like really but cool. Have really they important. not? Okay. This is a very, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to go out on a limb. When they've had a host, it's funny. Yeah. And well, that makes it, it fun. Yeah. It, so it was there no host? They didn't have a host. And Jimmy Kimmel did a not. bit about him, like, literally sitting outside of the theater drinking a beer in a tux and being like, yeah, yeah I wasn't invited. And I was like, all right, Jimmy Kimmel. So why no host? Years, the last two years, they've gone without a host. Hostless. For what reason? I, 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 I don't know. Because I think that they're... I think it was in an attempt to make it more free flowing. Um, no, it doesn't work. I think you need, which is, I give a lot of credit. There's no theme. If you don't have a host, there's no. Well, the theme is awards. <laughs> the theme is movies yeah. at the Oscars <laughs> and awards. The theme um, is a night at the movies. Right, yeah. Like, um, I don't know, but I mean, like, I, imagine I just, if SNL like didn't really have like a celebrity guest or anything, like would right. people even watch? yeah but they're yes, funny because they're so. funny and they're comedians and there's a whole bunch of them in the back like it's no just obviously these, isn't really no my offense thing. to some no. of these actors but so i'll, I'll like someone regina king basically me. was the de facto person to tee off the night obviously to be like hi i'm regina king you all know me i'm a recognizable face people in hollywood love me she didn't say that but that's just the fact of the matter like she is a lovely lovely human being and she basically teed up the night and said, this is what we're doing. Obviously, it's weird. We're in Union Station and not the Dolby Theater. People are at tables, in booths. Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell are wearing sneakers. Like, that doesn't happen. Oh, I would just like to say that if I'm ever invited to the Oscars, oh. I will 100% wearing whatever beautiful, overexpensive gown in my Adidas <clears throat> Superstars. Yeah, Probably and, the ones that should. I currently That's own all I because I will never you. throw them out. <laughs> as you should. I mean, the sneakers, I the sneakers <laughs> decisions were some of the best decisions made that evening. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so Regina King did that job and she did a great job of teeing it up and explaining to concerned parties at home, of which I'm sure there were many, why that none of the people in the audience seemed to be wearing masks. Um, <laughs> and it's because it's, she said, it's like a movie set, you know, we, we've all been acting this whole time and directing this whole time. And we can't act with our masks on unless there's a pandemic plot line baked into the story. So we take them it's off actually and then we put them on in the commercial runs. It is smart. And although a lot of those people are vaccinated, everybody was tested multiple times before it happened. Now, obviously that's not foolproof because as we've seen, like, you know, shit happens, but yeah. But to full circle this, time, we have easily been watching sports this whole time yeah this is just like one of those things where issues like, with that but you know what are you gonna i've do? said right. i've said this but i could kind of see where this. movie stars are coming from like that's their passion no i see i see it same, and like, that's I, their job the same way athletes that's yeah, their job you but know we i think we've talked about this a little bit before but like that's part of like why in the past year sports watching sports has not been the same for me as it has been for the, the prior 21 years of my life leading before this. And yep. that like, even when I'm really, really enjoying it and there have been very few moments where I'm like really, truly, truly enjoying it. That I just, I truly cannot get past just the fact that we shouldn't be doing it. Like, we're just not like the case, like it, whatever. We're not going to get cringe. into like the whole COVID thing, but it's just like, oh. it all feels very tone deaf. It, all of it, the, the fans at games, and I know people are getting vaccinated and all of that, and it's awesome, but, like, we could have just, like, if we can just hang on for a little more of, like, not going to games. Listen, I am 100% with you. We talked a little bit about this before the Oscars actually started when you and I talked over text about, like, it feels a little tone deaf for a whole bunch of super rich people to gather in a room, take off their masks, and then give each other trophies in the middle of a pandemic like that just uh, I oh, like when hell yeah hell yeah it's, you know it's not tone deaf is is a very nice way of putting that it just well, that's how it feels um it, it, no so at every sporting event they're like they do hats off to 
healthcare workers and like we want to celebrate healthcare workers and I'm like you guys have fans in the stadium and yeah. you're gonna cause a surge in cases for the healthcare workers that you're thanking like see Listen, it through see any it single, through <laughs> any single and we can move on from this and actually talk about like the awards that were handed out mm -hmm. in a second but like any sort of gathering of any kind where masks are not being worn when you sit down is the exact same idiotic logic of, hey, you, now that you're in a restaurant and you're sitting at a table, feel free, you can't be infected. Like, well, I don't think really sure. begs to differ. <laughs> I literally beg to differ. So like about we're not gonna get into that, but <laughs> let's talk about the Oscars. So I have a question. I think I think this is kind of like a will question. And but Jess, if you wanna if you have an answer, it's so not a Jess question. Throw it out there. No, but this is fun. Okay. So I watched the Oscars, just watched the Oscars, but I don't think we fully immersed ourselves in it the way you might have. So like give me like a quick recap of the 93rd Academy 93rd. 93rd, 93rd Academy. I know Awards. that it is the 93rd. Ten years, ten years older than Anthony Hopkins. Oh, um, give me a recap, a quick recap of the 93rd Academy Awards as you would to someone that just woke up from like a coma. So like, don't, doesn't know about COVID, doesn't know about Biden, like two, like, let's say like pre-pandemic. So like, whatever that right. means to you. Well, for, I don't know if I even go into the pandemic waters because then I have to explain the whole pandemic and I don't even know yeah but do that. are you don't you have to explain like why are the Oscars being held at a train station which by the way was beautiful I I, don't know. I didn't know it was a train Very station cool. once I knew I couldn't unsee it <clears throat> like I was yeah. like once I knew it was a train station I was like oh like, that is so oh, obviously a train I see, station I see, yeah it's a little bit so, more humanizing that way I mean that's, you're like that's I the, hang out in train stations the, uh, too <laughs> The whole the whole fact that they were sitting at a table in a train station is is like the same allure that the Golden Globes have, where you're like, ah, oh, these people are all just hanging out at the same table. Like Tom Hanks and um, Meryl Streep could be sitting together talking over my ties. You don't do that at the actual Oscars. But anyway, um, all right, I'll exp I'll try to explain what happened. So basically, we're in a pandemic. A lot of people have died, um, and the Oscars said since we can't get, you know thousands upon thousands of people in the Dolby theater like we normally would because hey by the way you're not allowed to go to theaters anymore they're just starting to open back up um the long story Dune is actually going to come out at the end of this year they think it was supposed to come out at the end of last year but we'll have to wait to see Timothy Chalamet fight a worm that looks like an anus until the end of 2021 not 2020 um that's besides the point oh and West Side Story is being remade why great question um and so elgort's in it remember when he got accused of sexual harassment okay anyway um, i actually don't but good to know well yeah he did um and i don't think anybody's talking about it anymore but whatever um usually how it goes so we're in union station was a train station in los angeles very iconic hollywood landmark place everybody's sitting at tables together there's not going to be a host at this oscars either but you remember that from the last one and that and that ended on a nice note with parasite winning right so it can't, can't, nothing can go wrong this year, or can it? Because the <laughs> producers decided to throw the whole thing into a tornado that they created, by the way, man-made tornado, and mess with the order. And it kind of left the, it, it, to sum it up before we actually get into the nitty gritty of everything, it left the Oscars feeling somewhat sour, um, ending on a somewhat sour note, in which the last person to speak before the woman's automated voice who does commercials for ABC was Joaquin Phoenix. And no one wants that. Wait, it was Joaquin Phoenix? Why? I don't remember no that. Joaquin Phoenix. He presented Best Actor. Last coma person, which that doesn't happen either. <laughs> so I thought I okay, can I admit something embarrassing? Going that was a great recap. Thank you. Um I tried. I didn't know. So I stopped watching after Best Picture because oh, isn't yeah, that when it's awards, supposed to end? Because yes. I don't know. I guess I thought I just missed Best Actor and Best Actress. Like I was like, oh, I, maybe I just wasn't paying attention because they presented Best Picture, Nomadland won. I was like, 
good for them. And then I went upstairs and took a shower. And then I was like, oh, wait, there are two more awards. That's not supposed to happen. Um, Why? Okay, so there's a lot of speculation as to why this is. Would you like to get into it? Here's the theory that is not just unique to me, but this is pretty much what I think a lot of people are pretty Do you buy into the theory? Yeah. Okay. I think that they put Best Picture third to last because Best Picture, while it wasn't like a total shoe-in, Nomadland was the pretty heavy favorite to win. Not many other films in that category had a leg to stand on in terms of winning Best Picture. Um, I think that Not Trial of been... Chicago 7? Trial of Chicago 7 was the second worst of the nominees. Anyway. Um, <laughs> just, I uh, loved it. Okay. Fine, fine movie. Good job, Aaron Sorkin. You make a lot of money. Um, and so it was, it, was a, it was the favorite to win. It did as it was assumed to, to happen. Um, following that, they decided to go with Best Actress and Best Actor, I think because they figured that one Best Actress was kind of like a three-woman race between Carrie Mulligan for her role in Promising Young Woman, Viola Davis for her role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Any three of those would have been fine, I think. Um, Frances McDormand ends up winning Best actor is really what they wanted to end on, I believe, because the odds on favorite and 100% who everybody thought was going to win. Like there might've been an inkling that, oh, maybe something could happen, but highly doubt that anything throws a wrench into this plan. Chadwick Boseman was gonna win posthumously um, for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So I think what they wanted to end on was a great speech from either Carrie Mulligan, Viola Davis, or Frances McDormand, three women who are beloved in Hollywood. Now, Frances McDormand kind of, you know, she might as well have gone on stage and farted at that point because she had given her big, she had given her big speech when Nomadland won because no, she's a producer on Nomadland and the producers speak when the best picture okay. is awarded. So she was a producer and that was her big speech and she howled at the ceiling and her husband, Joel Cohen, looked terrified. Um, but it was great. Then she goes up five minutes later to accept Best Actress. What else is she going to say? So she says, I like to hey work. Guys. Which is a quote from the movie. <laughs> Bet I you like thought you'd work. seen the last of me. <laughs> yeah. It's her, third, it's her third Best Actress Oscar. Like, she's a legend. Um, she says five things for 30 seconds and goes, thank you very much, and walks off. As she should. Frances McDormand doesn't normally give very conventional speeches. I think they wanted to end on Chadwick Boseman's widow giving a speech because this entire time she's been giving speeches on his behalf and they've all been beautiful and he's been winning. You know, Anthony Hopkins won a couple awards, notably the BAFTA, but also notable, Anthony Hopkins is European, um, British to be exact, I, or he might be Welsh because he's living in Wales currently, which is where he was sleeping during the Oscars. And oh, he, wasn't he there? was awarded. No, Weak. he wasn't there. So there's more. <laughs> I don't think I actually it. watched and it. So I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shut up in a minute. Basically, what happens is best actor, shocker. Anthony Hopkins wins. Nobody saw that coming, not really at least. Which is why, I mean, this this is a credit to Price Waterhouse Coopers, which is the accounting firm that counts the votes, and they're the only people in the world who know who wins the Oscar before that, must be a cool job. that envelope, right? Except you're an accountant, so not really. Um, <laughs> you have to be a CPA. People, yeah. They're Rather the only die. people in the world who know who wins the Oscar before that envelope is opened on stage. Like them, then the presenter, and then the rest of the world knows. So that's the order. I think the producers tried to predict based on the odds, and it kind of bit them in the ass a little bit just because they really wanted to end on this awesome moment. And instead, they ended on Joaquin Phoenix, who couldn't give less of a shit about being at the Oscars, saying, Anthony Hopkins isn't here. We accept the award on his behalf. And the ceremony ends. Ew. Fade to black. I, I really? felt like- That I sounds like, like the worst I, movie Hollywood's ever made. Well, I felt like I went into a two-year coma the second it went to commercial. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Number one, they did best picture 25 minutes ago, which doesn't You told sense. me because I went to bed and I was like, what time do you think? Because I thought it ended at 11. And I was tired. And I was like, sure. what time do they do? 11. 
I was like, what time do they do? When are they going to do best picture? Because that's what I want to see. And then you were like, probably 1140. And it happened at like 1107. And I was like, oh, okay. Because it's supposed to happen at 1140. (laughs) Well, I have a question. Yeah. Snubs. Question and answer. Ooh, the snubs. Okay. Are you, so to clarify this, are you talking about like who should have won and didn't? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wrote and and if you have it, who should have been nominated to? Because I'm curious. That's kind of no one. You just like blew his brain up into so many different areas. No, no, there there are a few. I mean, there are a few that I can think back. Hold on, give me like two seconds to pull up because I wrote this all down a while back, and I just have to find it. Okay. Uh. I mean, do we want to get really super dorky and go into like documentary feature? Or are we talking to actors and best picture and stuff? Because um, I can no I can actor and best picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I another day. Let's absolutely get into best documentary feature. We don't have to. We'd, but we're on a time limit. Limit. <laughs> in terms, in terms of uh, director, I will say I think that Chloe Zhao, hundred percent deserved best director for nomadland like she's brilliant she's making a marvel movie that's coming out in, in uh november eternals i cannot is it coming out in november because i have maybe. trust issues now i can <laughs> i cannot imagine what she will do with like half a billion dollars to make a movie i, I just i i it, i'm so excited for quarter of a billion whatever it is uh i would have nominated probably regina king uh, for one night in Miami because it's a very it's a quite a good movie uh, not not perfect or great by any means but it's quite a good movie and also she is a woman and we need more of those uh, when it comes yeah. to being nominated and winning awards um, but Chloe Zhao wins and she's she's a person of color so that's I mean a fantastic step in the right direction we're not there yet but we're getting there um, isn't she the first woman nominated... of color to win best director yes she she's the second she's the second woman to win best director uh um oh my god i'm totally blanking on her name Catherine bigelow sorry Catherine bigelow is the first one she won for the hurt locker um and i would have probably nominated shaka king as well he's the director of judas and black messiah but it's a great category this year so we don't have to go too far into it because those are those are kind of splitting hairs of like personal preferences i really love lee isaac chung he's fantastic very happy with that Love Kelly Reichardt, who directed First Cow, but we don't need to do all this. Um, best actor. So I have an issue with the very, like, the fact that Delroy Lindo was not nominated. He is the lead in The Five Bloods. He, I think, was the best performance in a movie this year. And he wasn't even nominated. He also is like one of those it's time kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, been in movies a lot for a long time um and he's a phenomenal actor and he gave the best performance of the year and he didn't even get nominated anyway that's one of my splitting hair things that probably could have gone either way mads mickelson i would have probably nominated for another round as well but then i then again i don't know who you get out of there like if i were to make a list today i don't even know that i would have chadwick boseman on the list um which feels weird for me to say because everybody was like oh well it has to go to chadwick i'm like yeah but I also think you have to consider like the last posthumous Oscar winner was Heath Ledger for playing the Joker in the Dark Knight. I think he would have won if he was alive. Oh, that was I don't incredible. know that. Ch- yeah, I don't know that Chadwick Boseman would have won if he was alive. Um, okay. And I, I, I almost think that I almost think that, you know, you, you don't necessarily this sounds bad. I don't mean it like this. You don't have to force it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's almost more insulting Chad, to try to force it than to just her, let I mean, yeah. I mean, know. listen, Chadwick Boseman 100% was deserving for Mario's Black Bottom. He is one of the greatest actors of his time and should be remembered as such. I wish he had gotten the Oscar because I think it would have been a beautiful, you know, monument to him basically like that he wins an oscar for what is yeah, arguably his can't, best work in a movie he can't win another he oscar he can't do anymore he can't do anymore 
So that's where you get into murky waters right. of like, do you award the posthumous Oscar? Do you not? Because you can't, there, there are so many people that have yet to win an Oscar and people are like, oh, well, eventually they'll get their Oscar. Like Glenn Close is one. Um, I don't know how many more movies this woman's going to make. And, you know, she's been good in all of them, but the movies just don't tend to be that good. So they don't give it to her. Amy Adams is in that category. Delroy Lindo is in that category. There are a lot of people who have yet to win an Oscar that probably should. And I think Chadwick Boseman could have worked for 50 years and eventually would have gotten an Oscar. Alas. Well, so can I just say that like- It did not happen. Yeah. And I think that it's like a very interesting way of thinking of like, well, they'll, they'll have their time. And I think people like said that, say that a lot about like someone like Saoirse Ronan, who is super young and has already done a lot of really cool shit. She's been nominated, I think four or five times and she's 26. Yeah. And I, I, so I do see the reasoning behind the like, oh, well, the, they'll have their time. I think that's also, and I'm not necessarily speaking specifically to the Oscars or any awards. I think just in general with life, like that's not really a great way to think. Like it's very it's like you're at and and Chadwick Boseman is the Clearly, perfect example of know. that. Um, oh well, they'll they'll have plenty of time. Will they? Yeah. We don't. I hope. Yeah, they you do. don't know. I hope more than anything they do. We don't know. What was the? the like, okay, Anthony, I'm tying Anthony back Hopkins in the sports the thing. Go I'm tying it, in the sports it. thing. I don't know if any of us will be alive on Sunday. no i mean it does it not work perfectly (laughs) dark in this context but it doesn't work perfectly but but Um, it's like like oh well they'll get their time to win an oscar will any of us get our time to win an oscar the other the other side of that coin is anthony hopkins who already won an oscar for playing hannibal lecter in silence of the lambs and he's also that's him and he's 83 freaking years old and he just won another one He's ten years younger than the Oscars. So this is a personal opinion. So he's the other and I know we're I know we're not supposed to do that completely, but um, that's the thing where it's like, okay, maybe Chad Mc, Chad, Chadwick Boseman doesn't win, but don't give it to fucking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> like if okay. we're picking one of the two, I so I I get it. I also don't I, like. I've seen so many people get mad, and I know you're not doing this. I'm just throwing this out there. People I didn't see either movie, so Hopkins. I don't. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not people mad at him. Mad at Anthony. No, 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 I know you're not. I know you're not. But people are actively getting mad at Anthony Hopkins. They're like, you didn't deserve it. You did. Anthony Hopkins is in he's in incredible in the father. The father is an incredible movie. And he is he gave what I would say is probably one of the two or three best performances in a film this year. Um, I think his performance personally, if I'm looking at it through a critical lens, is better than. Chadwick Boseman's performance I don't know that I would have given him the Oscar probably a really Just bad my... day on Twitter for him on Monday the does he tweet he's a weird he's a but he's a weird tweeter so I feel like if you're I famous mean, and you're older you kind of have to have a way better social presence than like a well, you probably also have regular regular 83 year old grandpa yeah he tweeted he tweeted a uh well so whoever runs his Twitter account tweeted his acceptance speech the next day he was basically like i had no idea well they were like i had no idea or he he was like like a video of it or Um, like word for word there's a video of him there's a video of him um he was like there was no way i thought this i was gonna win this chadwick i want to thank you and you know like just god bless you all this whatever he said i can't remember exactly what he said but he was very because that must have been really awkward for him well he's he, because it's just another, like another, another, I'm uh, Anthony Hop- I'm not it's saying just he should super, like touchy like it's like what do you do in those like awkward situations when you so know there, like there yes another... this would be the right thing to do but I'm that guy yeah. now <laughs> well there's like there's this weird tidbit right so Anthony Hopkins reportedly offered to zoom in um because the Oscars this year what they did was they had satellite locations set up specifically for nominees in various um places regions i guess like you can if you're near this and you can safely get there go but like if you're a french director aka florian zeller who directed and wrote the father he won for best adapted screenplay he's not coming from france to los angeles 
So they had a satellite location in France. They had a satellite location in London for any actor who's working in London or lives in, in England or the UK at large, they could go there. Anthony Hopkins is an 83 year old man. He lives in Wales, not that far from London, but he was like, I really don't want to go to this satellite location. So he's been to the Can Oscars just... before. It's not like, he, like yeah. it's... He, but he did say out of respect, like, can I zoom in? And the Oscars turned him down cold. And basically, probably, I assume we're like, we don't want to deal with the possible technical difficulties we'll have at having this guy zoom in, you know, because we've seen, I mean, the, the Golden Globes tried to do Zoom. Well, the Golden Globes tried to do Zoom and the first 30 seconds of Daniel Kaluuya's acceptance speech were cut out because there was a bad connection and you couldn't hear anything. Okay. So the Oscars were like, we're not trying to deal with this. No matter how many routers we get in one place, you never know what could go wrong. Also, Anthony Hopkins does have a history of kind of going nuts when he's in front of a camera. Like he'll tweet out videos of him literally running around his house going like, he, 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 just like, I'm not, I'm not joking. Look up Anthony Hopkins Twitter video and I'm sure you can find it. He literally runs around his house making faces. Um, so they were like, nah, we're good. Either go to the locations or we'll throw up a headshot but I don't think they expected him to win. And then literally it ended on his face. Like that was taken by some professional photographer and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, not even bothering to say goodnight. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people and I don't watch the Oscars at like on a year consistent basis. Like when people talk about it every year afterwards, there's just like a more sour taste in their mouth towards the Oscars. Well, okay. My, I'm not going to say That's my expectations awards, for this were high, because they weren't, but like, I didn't watch the Oscars in 2019, but I celebrated them on Twitter. Um, they rocked last year. Like last year was awesome because yeah, of Parasite winning and it fucking rocked. And I didn't necessarily think that was something I feel like that, that was like, the first time people have been excited about it. And like, Oh, a, a, the only time for it in yeah. a very long time. But it wasn't even like no one went into it thinking Parasite was going to win. So it wasn't like, oh, we're really excited to see if Parasite wins. It happened out of nowhere. And so it was spectacular. Um, but I'm going to make it slightly more positive. Who was there an award or a whatever that was properly awarded? The award. Is that right? No, that's right. I feel like it implies that they totally like, just were really saying, fucked up. Also. It's, what I'm trying to say is what were M dash if there were any m dash awards that were properly given out question mark i yeah 100 percent um i'll name a few i mean deserved you could argue that practically every i think anybody who won an oscar maybe not deserving but more so it was the because yes they're all deserving i think every movie should get an oscar personally i disagree the overall favorite (laughs) Um, so I, no, but I had what were the awards favorites. that you were like, that, yes. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yes. I had a couple, I had a couple big favorites. So for one, I loved that Yajong Yoon won for Minari, um, which is one of the best performances of the year. She is a charming little Korean woman who loved Brad Pitt and did not smell him because she's not a dog. And that um, was a weird question to ask. Instead Such of a asking stupid question. Her, some of these questions. Instead of asking these questions, about the Oscars, I'm just, just like, won. well, it's not nearly as bad as the next person I'll mention who, what he got asked. Um, but uh, yeah, her performance in Minari was absolutely be- beautiful. Um, and I'm so happy she won because I don't think that anybody else in that category really held a candle to what she did in that film. Um, next person, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. He's stunning in that movie and he is going to be he might we might he might go down as the greatest actor of our generation because i mean he's what that guy can do is unfair i think in terms of like how good you should be at your profession like we look at lebron james but and we're like god that guy is the greatest but we you can look around the nba and be like okay i know that this guy could go toe to toe with LeBron in a seven. People have beaten LeBron. People have beaten LeBron. 
people can score 35 against LeBron if he's defending them. Like it has happened before. And there are people in the NBA that can do that. Not a soul working today can do what Daniel Kaluuya does. There are some that come close, very close, I might add. And some of them were nominated, but Daniel Kaluuya is bar none, one of the best, if not the best working young actor today. I mean, he's like 28. The guy's oh, Jessica incredible. Walter. Good for her. Seriously. Good for her. Good for her. Um, so yeah, he was fantastic. A reporter asked him, uh, well, me- meant to ask him, but called him Leslie Odom Jr., who is another nominee in the best. If you're listening to this, category. you can't see Jess and I's faces, but yeah. we just, uh, So what? a reporter called Daniel Kaluuya Leslie Odom Jr., who was a number, another nominee in the best supporting actor category for his role in One Night in Miami. Leslie Odom Jr., notably also black, so not good. Also, also just, we'll throw this out there. You know when there. you do something that really journalist, stupid? That journalist was from the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is the voting body that governs the, the Huff Pubs. And are, they are notably morons. So, Yeah, that's mm. an embarrassing story. I feel like that person shouldn't be allowed to cover the Oscars. It's not um, good. No, it's definitely like, not good. I've done a lot of stupid things, but I've never done something like that. Okay, so that so, was obviously bad. Kaluuya was bad. I mean, here's, he's, he's here's fantastic. Here's where I want to take that this conversation, though, really, really quickly and get it. Well, I had a couple into... more real quick. Just a couple more shout-outs. Oh, yeah? Outs. Go Super for fast. it. Another round. International feature. Love that movie. Love that it won. Uh, sound of Metal for Sound. Now, I know that sounds weird because the no, I love word it. sound is literally in the title, but the movie is, you just have to watch the movie to understand why it's so it's obviously metal. the sound window. No, um, it's an incredible movie and the technical achievement behind it is fantastic. And then Tenet for visual effects. Good job, Tenet. Not that good a movie, but super good visual effects. Okay, anyway, Jess. Okay, I don't know on, why. A, on a slight pivot, I want to, yeah, it's not a question, man. but I'm too technical here. We're getting too technical. We gotta make we gotta bring well, it this back actually into the fun totally zone. Totally, like I learned a whole bunch of new things in this. Oh, amazing! Well, and that's why we're was... here. That's we oh. want to learn things together. I like um, this little hopefully... breakdown of the voting. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, yeah, but so now I... that we learned, I want great. us to like educate too. Everyone has a minute, one minute, give or take, to go on your own personal Oscar-related rant. About whatever you want. That's a good one. That's a good one. Literally, Just, you start. Okay, I'll go first. And I'm not, I don't, I definitely I'm too lazy to start. set a timer. Okay, no, you, you'll go last. You'll go last. So here's my like one minute rant. And it is about the fashion. You just turned 614. So you have until 615. Fantastic. So yeah. I have a theory that I think some of the outfits for the Oscars were just phenomenal in a different way than they typically are. I think they were a little bit more over the top than usual. I think we've all been cooped up inside for a long time. And people were like, if I'm going to the Oscars, I'm going all out. I especially loved um, the sneakers. That was spectacular. And I just like the personal fashion choices. I have a slight theory that is probably just not even close to true that some of these celebrities, more like the big names that would say, get invited to something like the Met Gala, were making up for the lack of the Met Gala with some of their a little bit more eccentric and out there outfits. I feel like I saw a lot of like geometric um, couture, I guess that's the word I'm going for. Like there was a lot of like gravity defying in some of these gowns and I loved it. Regina King, Amanda Seyfried, like I just thought those were spectacular. So maybe like the theme for the Met Gala was like geometry. And they were like, well, we can't go. So we're going to do it here. And I'm here for it. And I think they should do that every year. That's it. I'm done. That was actually timed really well. Okay. It was, yeah. Jess, you go. I could. Okay. So I'll break up like all of this because Will is going to be like the end all be all of all of these sayings because it's like his thing. For me, I just don't get it. Like I get it because... I really like movies. Just like the Oscars in general? 
like it, the most realistic thing that I can relate to that was talked about in this episode was Will saying a bunch of rich white people standing around like giving each other awards. Like you're like, okay, I'm that's how I with feel about it. But I do like it because I like the red carpet beginningness of it because I like watching the way like yeah, other celebrities bummer. interact with other celebrities. I think that's cool because it's like, oh my god, you guys are people like you talk to them like your friends. I wonder what you do when the cameras aren't rolling, and that's kind of it. And I like that. But once it happens, like, and some of the speeches are really cool, but a lot of what it is, I can just get from secondhand news sources, literally like Twitter or reading a list of it all out. Um, outfits are cool. I think it's a lot of them just like standing in a room like, oh my God, you're great. No, you're great. Let's go race our jets to like Fiji next weekend, girl. Like I just, I, I, that's the thing. I don't get it. Like this is, this is proving like I, it doesn't make sense to me. I think these people are super talented and consumers are silly enough to pay $15 for a movie ticket and I do it every single time and I get a large popcorn that's just oh honey I'll pay $25 into- to watch it from the comfort I'm of my bed them rich and everyone around us is making them rich but I still can't help myself but complain a little tiny bit but they are so good at their jobs like when you see certain people acting that are like it's an emotional movie like even comedy sometimes I don't get this type of feeling but when I watch moving films it's like holy shit I could never do that so I'm it makes sense but the award ceremony of it is just like a let's just like jerk each other Look off it feels, it's okay someone tweeted this someone tweeted <laughs> this sorry they were like this Oscars could have been an email and that's actually how I feel about every award show I'm like this could have been an email you could have emailed well me I don't yeah Oscars. I don't know if we I don't know if we were recording when I said this but it's like the same thing as frankly any sports draft bringing it back to sports um like sports drafts i will watch the draft because they're on my tv that's just how my brain is wired but i promise you i will be paying more attention tomorrow or on thursday night to nba league pass on my computer and ipad than i will to the nfl draft on my television i because i can read a list tomorrow morning that tells me who won same thing goes to the oscars but i have a little bit more care in what happens in the oscars than i do the nfl draft just because like basketball and movies than the nfl for me so it's that's just how life works but anyway my issue with the oscars stems back to when i was like much younger when i was much younger i was not seeing all of these movies Obviously, I'd still watch the Oscars because I was fascinated by the spectacle of it. I loved movies, but I wasn't seeing all of the movies. Like the, the stakes that I put into the Oscars were like, God, I hope Toy Story 3 wins Best Animated Feature. Um, now I look back at the 2011 Oscars, I'm like, how the fuck did they give the King's Speech Best Picture and not The Social Network? Like, we have to genuinely be stupid to do that. Like, that's, that's, that's like a rounding error in some ways but also then you look back and you're like you guys are idiots so anyway but when i was younger the way that i would figure out like what movies i was interested in seeing were when they played the clips during the actor and actress in particular categories so like normally in the past they would be like here's the nominee mads mickelson or this year it would have been like daniel kaluuya judas and the black messiah and they would have played his big speech from Judas and the Black Messiah because that's his big Oscar moment. And it's an incredible moment in the film. And he just like totally sets the entire world on fire in 45 seconds of him playing Fred Hampton, becoming Fred Hampton. They got rid of all the fucking clips recently. In recent years, they have just stopped playing clips. And this year it was even more of an issue because they just had freaking Laura Dern reading off like their the the bottom of their LinkedIn pages where they put the high school I, I volunteered at Soup Kitchen X on Tuesday, December twenty second, this day in two thousand eight. Like Laura Dern's reading that shit off instead of us looking at freaking Anthony Hopkins losing his mind with dementia in the father and doing it like an actual patient with dementia. 
play the clips so that people who are not familiar with the movies and the performances in the Oscars can know what's going on. Like, I'm sorry, there, there is zero reason that you should be reading off like, hey, this is literally what happened. Laura Dern was like, Daniel Kaluuya, you're a gem. I love you. I love your work. And Kaluuya is like, thank you so much. And he's like a super respectful guy. I would so much rather see you actually performing in the movie that you were in. What are we doing? It's a, it's a vital, vital mistake to not show the clips. I saw a headline, and this is where I end my rant. I saw a headline that said these Oscars, I believe it was on the ringer, shocker, me reading the ringer, that um, these Oscars were for diehards only. That's correct. The diehards still want to see the clips. Like people need to see the clips so they can understand what's happening and understand why these people are nominated. And I want to see the clips because I like to watch my favorite actors do the thing that they call acting. Release God. the clips cut. For real. Like if it, if it makes the ceremony five and a half hours, make it five and a half hours. I'll sit there. It was already That's five and a half like hours. A lot. Um, was it really five and a half hours? No, 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 no. no Felt no. Like, it it. like it. It was like just under four. Really? <laughs> it did. It was so long. Um, like I want to. Yeah, I'm severely. That angry. was a good rant. That was a really good rant. Let's I, get personal. I have a question for you guys relating to the Oscars. Who? And this is like fun. We'll like start to wrap it up with like some fun stuff here because we got very technical. Um, who would you cast as yourself in an, not any movie, an Oscar-winning movie about you? And why? You guys so go this first? would imply that the actor or actress would have to be Oscar-worthy. Yeah, so like, I be, like the way I thought about it is that if there's a movie about me that's a comedy, I would cast somebody different than a movie about that's my me in okay, like a serious I way. I, and I'll give answers. both answers if it's answers. helpful. Lily, you go first then. Okay, and also, no, we're not allowed to make fun of each other. Mostly we're not allowed to make I know fun of each other. That's not, that I can't be a rule. I know who That can't so. be a rule. <laughs> You're well, you serious? Well, do you know both? Do you, can, do you think you can guess both of them? Who I have for drama and I comedy? I definitely know one of them. The other one's not very... The other one's not right now. I don't want to pick it. Okay, you have to just one of them. The one off. of them is Lily James. Lily James would be the um okay. the drama. L- Lily Caffrey Levine is convinced that Lily James is her twin, and I no, just okay. Straight I think we look similar. I think we look similar. Lily James is playing I think her so. in the drama. My Lily Does James it have answer, to be a drama. Well, that's like the oh, Oscar no, because can a comedy win an Oscar? Can yeah. it win Best Picture? D- does it happen? Sure. When, do- when does that happen? Yeah. Never. <laughs> it doesn't. It's happened. But this is like pretend Oscar world, so we can do whatever we want. Driving Miss Daisy is um, the comedy. Okay. Of errors. Um, no, truthfully, my Lily James answer oh, sarcasm, is by the way. That based, is not a good movie. Oh, it is based on um, looks more so than like acting performance. I think in a comedy about me, Zoe Deutsch could actually capture like who I, I think I don't think we look alike but I think Zane. she she would like do a good I think she could be <laughs> like me like she could act like me very well I don't that's know maybe choice, Lily James actually. could um but that's who I, I, don't, but I don't know if Zoe Deutsch would do like a very serious Oscar performance you know what I mean she'd be a she'd be in a great comedy that might go straight to Hulu but she'd do you she would play me justice. in the Palm Springs version. Like, <laughs> really good movie that, like, didn't quite make it into theaters, but is on Hulu. She would uh, capture you better than Lily James, for sure. Probably, yeah. I second that. I don't think, I don't think a movie about you can be a serious Oscar-nominated drama. <laughs> I was not actually a, just going to say, I think that's the overlying like, thing you don't get You don't get in Nomadland. Like that just no mean. will who's playing you in a dramatic movie about your life I, if you I'm, have a comedy mm, answer too i want to hear it yeah like the sitcom version i have a i have a dramedy answer to be okay, honest okay. that i think could be nominated for an like oscar because he was in a he was in a movie that was nominated for best picture this year um but i will start with the drama answer and i think it could be either one of lucas hedges or george mckay lucas hedges doesn't really look like me but I, he could be blonde and we're kind of a similar build and he's a phenomenal actor. 
And I think that he could capture who I am pretty well, actually. I think we kind of have similar I, vibes. If Lucas Hedges could be in George McKay's body, I think that is like the perfect that's, answer. See, that's the thing. My other answer, and this is my, I actually just thought of this at the start of the podcast, and this is probably my number one answer, would be Bo Burnham. Because oh. I think he is, he's, he's too tall, but... I'm tall enough that it could go well. How tall is Bo um, Burnham? And also six five. Aren't you like six three? Dude. Yeah. That's not that. Are you really that there. tall? I haven't yeah. seen you in so long. <laughs> I'm, probably six, I'm probably closer, probably closer to six two. Just I think he actually captures like my sarcasm and general aura, and so I, I would like to see what Bo all that Burnham matters. did with me. I think he could do your voice really well. Like Hollywood I think makeup goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. The clip they played for Promising a Woman was fascinating. They played the spit clip and it's just like total showcase for Bo Burnham, which makes no sense as to why it was the clip for their best picture showcase. <laughs> because that movie stars Carrie Mulligan and she just says like, why do you want me to spit your coffee? And he straight up like says, just do it. And that's the clip they chose. Anyway. Okay, Jesse, yes, you're so up. good in that. Okay, so for me... Blake Lively would be okay for my dramatic Meryl Streep would probably play my mother just like I if like I had that. to pick a Hollywood mom like that's who I would want not like Meryl Streep looks like my mother um comedy sitcom about my life I think Meryl Streep is far too old to play your mother yeah I know yeah, she but is. she's like who I would view as like a mother that I would you, like you just want with. Meryl Streep to be your mother I just want her in it <laughs> and then I feel like I'd have a better chance of like getting like a winning the oscar, oscar. For yeah yeah fair, um, fair enough. a comedy sitcom i have a few ideas and names um rebel wilson i think would capture my essence really well i like the blake lively answer a lot if we're talking just serious but similar to me i don't think there could ever be a movie about you that is just serious and not fun. i don't think so either. and i don't think blake lively could capture how funny you are like, I don't think she can do it. I think Blake Lively is Well, that's what I too... mean. Like, the dramatics of it wouldn't work. Like, I can't imagine Blake somebody ever coming up to me. Scenes, Even and if then you I need turn someone out to else to do the funny super thing. Super successful. It definitely can't be someone who's married to a Hollywood smoke show with beautiful children hey, and a nice life. It has to be somebody who's, like, humble enough, to, like, has, like, a, you know, like, a little grit to we them. That's like Blake Lively. You need, like... No, she's no, saying that's it what I mean. That. Like it, it oh, just okay. really like you need because you're nobody's like, gonna like you need look at me someone and be like, that was oh, I need like, to make like a serious memoir about your life. Okay, we have one minute. Does anybody have a tweet of the week they want to share? Um, or should we just like nix that no. and say like, does anybody have any last thoughts on the Oscars? I tweeted any about last the Knicks words? last night. I was pretty happy with that. Yes, he did. I liked it, and that's all she. wrote. I didn't see it. That is that all she wrote. No, all she wrote is if you asked me any team that I thought would take down the Knicks, it wouldn't be the Suns, and that's all that, she wrote. That is all she wrote. All right. Thank you to Will Bjarnar for coming on this podcast and doing whatever the fuck Thanks it was for having we just me. did. Yeah, always. Fun. That's the thing. I so want weird. people that are excited about things to come and talk to us about what they're excited about. 